Hello, listeners. This is Janine and Kristen from Henrico Casa. You are listening to our podcast, Vigilant Voices. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us on the Vigilant Voices podcast. This podcast is an extension of our work at Henrico Casa, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Um, You know, in our full-time jobs at CASA, we serve children who have experienced abuse and neglect to make sure that they have a safe adult by their side as they navigate not only the court process, but really the entirety of the child welfare system. Sure. But we love to put ourselves out of work by preventing (laughs) abuse and neglect for children Mm -hmm. like these. So this podcast is just one of many ways that we help our community know about the challenges facing children and families in order to ensure that one day no child faces abuse, neglect, or trauma. Yes. And, you know, Kristen, we've we've definitely noticed that many of the challenges facing children and families, like oftentimes really boil down to a lack of resources or just a lack of support. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when I say, you know, lack of resources, um, you know, there are many program servi- services, you know, organizations that these families can tap into for help. Um, and, you know, we think of ourselves even, you know, as connectors to these resources. In yeah, this case. definitely. We are connectors. Um, and in terms of the lack of support, we're hoping that this podcast gives you, listener, ideas every single episode on things you can do to be a support to children or families. Mm-hmm. Because often there is a stressor that's the underlying cause of abuse or neglect. And if we can find ways to prevent that stressor and or help someone cope with mm-hmm. that stressor, we can, in essence, stop abuse or neglect before it even starts. Right. And let's be real. You know, life is hard. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, we can't live in a bubble, you know, safe from stress. Um, and and some stress can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we le- really need to learn how to manage the stress that is just inevitable um, in our lives. Yeah. We need stress busters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we wanted to today to talk about what can help you listener, what can help us, what can help all of us get through stressful times. And I'm sure Kristen, that you probably had, uh, quite a few CASA stories, <laughs> um, to share, you know, that tie into this theme and because really every one of our case stories that we, um, that we share involves stress of some type of right. different level. That's true. So Today, I was going to tell you about Bobby and Charlie. They're siblings who have been dealing with, you know, the typical teenage stressors that we've all experienced, but they also had the added strain of their parents' contentious custody case. Mm -hmm. And so when their CASA advocate met them, they were coping with their stress in really unsafe ways. Mm -hmm. And so while their parents' dispute was working its way through the court system, the judge ordered these teenagers to attend school, to abide by a curfew, and other things that would hopefully give them the structure and support they needed to avoid these unhealthy stress relievers like drugs and risky relationships. Right. There are definitely healthy ways to deal with stress, and then there are unhealthy ways mm-hmm. to deal with stress. And I know that Bobby and Charlie's advocate, and really, frankly, all of our advocates, um, for that matter, you know, they they try to offer and model healthy coping skills while they're working with these children and families. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do today is to offer all of us a slew of ideas on how to manage stress, because 
if even one of these ideas is new to you or appeals to you in some way, it's worth trying. I have a feeling people are really listening. (laughs) How do we solve this? So, um, you know, the key here obviously is to find what works for you or for you mm-hmm. know your child. If, if your child's the one who is really experiencing stress, everyone is different and we all really do need to become experts on, you know, our own bodies and minds. So there's never going to be one stress buster that fits all people and circumstances, but you know, hopefully there's one. Yeah. And before we dive in a note that the stress busters that we're offering up to you today come from the Paces Connection site. Love that site. One of our favorites. It is. And um, we're specifically referencing items from a 2020 report by the California Surgeon General that was called the Roadmap for Resilience. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. So, of course, we'll link to all of this in our show notes for you. So in this, there are seven categories of Mm -hmm. stress busters offered from these resources. And, you know, for each, there are so many ideas. So let's go ahead and start. Yeah, I think of this this as like a menu of stress busters (laughs) to choose from. So first up is sleep. Getting enough sleep is definitely a stress buster. So I feel like we all hear this all the time (laughs) about how important sleep is for so many things. Yeah. Um, But how can we get more sleep? Right. So some suggestions are to get on a consistent sleep schedule. And maybe to do that, you might need to have like a winding down routine that just signals your body that rest time is coming, right? And that could include, you know, maybe you avoid electronics before bed. Maybe you cut off caffeine at a specific time. Uh, Maybe you exercise earlier in the day, not close to bedtime. Mm -hmm. You really just want to create a calm, quiet, cool, like temperature-wise cool distraction-free place for sleep. Mm -hmm. And sleep can also come in the form of shorter pauses and, Mm -hmm. you know, naps or one of my favorite terms is a horizontal life pause, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is great. (laughs) We all need them from time to time. I love a good nap. Um, And we probably know, you know, all the things that we've listed here. It's really more about actually doing them. Like we we all know we need sleep. Um, But something else to keep in mind thinking of sleep is, you know, just to make sure you truly embrace that it's okay to rest. Mm -hmm. It's necessary to prioritize sleep. So, you know, be patient with yourself if getting to sleep is difficult. It it will come and it is worthwhile. Right. All right. So sleep, number one, stress buster number two is to eat well. Yeah. So that means eating regular meals, eating a variety of healthy foods. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, try our best to minimize sugar, processed foods, alcohol, you know, and similar to the sleep suggestions, it's about creating space for calm, right? So mm-hmm. slow down, enjoy your food, eat yeah. at a more relaxed pace. Um, yep. Even just, you know, sitting down to eat yeah. versus sometimes I eat like standing up or on the go, but taking that time to sit down just kind of brings your body down a notch. Mm-hmm. And it's not just stuffing food in your mouth and mm-hmm. let me take a moment. So yeah, that's great. Um, all right. And then on to stress buster number three, which is engaging in physical activity. Okay, wait, these are so interrelated. <laughs> yeah. Like I know that when I have more physical activity, it's actually easier to eat better and I definitely sleep better. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So I think it's if you can get in one good habit to reduce stress, mm-hmm. then the others actually may start to naturally follow. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You know, for physical activity, I think the key, especially if we're talking about children and teens and really wanting them to be active is sometimes we have to be creative and think of fun ways to move. Um, 
you know, what feels good for, for you or for them or brings them joy. But, you know, it's really important to take that time every day, whether it's walking or stretching or, you know, having a well, little dance party. Yeah, or a little, little impromptu. Or something <laughs> but, you know, but something yeah. to make you move, right? Right, right. At our house, we hung a pull-up bar. Oh, cool. And it's fantastic because the kids just kind of jump on that and mm-hmm. knock out a few pull-ups here and there throughout the day. Like actually during COVID, when we were doing school at home, they would need a break from class and they just yeah. pop out there and knock out some pull-ups Makes and then sense. go back to work. There we go. You know? yeah. um, I, I like that. And so it's a really good point. And, you know, it's always easier to then really jump into and get into physical activity if it is readily available. Right. Right. I mean, that is that is a reality. But I don't think you have to overcomplicate things, you know, so you don't have to have a full gym mm-hmm. in your house. Um, you know, a jump rope or a hula hoop yeah. or, you know, a basketball, you know, a soccer ball, right? Mm-hmm. Frisbee, anything that's accessible to your family just to make you get out there. Yeah. I love all those ideas because they're simple. Right. right? Okay. So that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to stress buster number four. That one is to practice mindfulness. And I think sometimes we will, we build this up to be something more than it is yeah. because mindfulness sounds so formal, like yoga and meditation and prayer like the practice of mindfulness, right right um but it doesn't have to be that intimidating there's so many apps out there now with various practices timers techniques but in its simplest form mindfulness is pausing to pay attention to how you feel mm-hmm. it's noticing how you're breathing and then maybe making adjustments to calm yourself down you know breathe slower breathe deeper follow a pattern like the four seven eight with your breathing yeah. So I have heard this a few times and I don't really understand it. Can you can you explain that to, to me a little bit, that 478? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing um, fancy or major. It's just a cadence of breathing that's been noted to reduce anxiety and to help with sleeplessness. Huh. So you take a breath in for four seconds, you hold the breath for eight seconds, and then you slowly exhale for seven seconds. Oh, that is pretty like simple just to try to help like regulate. Yeah. Um, that seems like a fantastic tool to teach kids. Yep. So simple. And it's noted to work. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. All right. So I think we're now up to five, if I'm counting Uh correctly. Um, And that is something that I love, but experiencing nature, just getting out there. Yeah. And we actually did a whole episode on that. So listener, make sure you go back and play episode 10, which we called You Can Find Calm Outside. And this was a great episode. Wait, aren't they all? Well, of course, (laughs) you know, but um, but uh, in terms of experiencing nature, Again, I, I don't think we have to make big productions out of yeah. out of this. I mean, it's lovely to have an opportunity to go to the mountains, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, just going outside every day, taking deep breaths of, of fresh air, even if you're walking to the mailbox. Yeah. Um, look at the sky. Um, just pause to feel sunshine on your face. Um, smell flowers. There's a, a real... Um, practice of walking barefoot on grass that uh-huh. is what they call grounding. And it's really supposed to help you kind of feel grounded to yeah. life, you know, yep. into the earth. So there's sensory movements um, and moments that can be really meaningful and take away stress. Yeah, they are. They are. Okay. So then our stress buster number six is to prioritize your mental health. And there are definitely professional resources out there and we encourage you to look into them and use them. But um, we also encourage you just to minimize inputs that may be upsetting or cause anxiety, like maybe taking a break from the news or putting time limits on social media. I think not watching the news is actually very healthy at times. 
Um, and so it's really to, you know, make a plan for what to do when you also are feeling overwhelmed. Uh-huh. Um, and I think if you make that plan when you're feeling better, like you're in the right mental like state to do that, then you will remember that when you are stressed yeah. and then you can actually implement some of those those Right. Things. You already kind of know what you need to do. Yes. Yes. And it would be great if part of that plan was to connect with friends and family and coworkers because that's actually stress buster number seven. Supportive relationships are so important. Mm -hmm. You know, call someone, text them, take a walk together, join some sort of community group. There's really no replacement for human interaction and connection. It's just, it's so important. Right. We are social beings. Yeah. You know, just um, that is at our core. And so nothing good comes from isolation. I, I think we definitely know that. Yeah, so true. And, you know, Bobby and Charlie from our CASA case story definitely learned this. Um, their CASA advocate invested a lot of time in them, just mm -hmm. slowly building a supportive relationship. He patiently created a safe space that the teens needed, even though they didn't know they needed it, right? right. <laughs> and so the case is now closed with Bobby and Charlie in a consistent schedule for seeing each of their parents. Mm -hmm. They kind of know what to expect of their parents and they have a better understanding now of what is expected of them. Mm -hmm. And they've both conveyed that having a dedicated advocate gave them the opportunity to express their feelings. You know, they hadn't had space to do that before. And that right. was a stressor. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the siblings said that their casa was one of the few people who actually listened to them and seemed to care about what they said. And I remember this case and I remember that the other sibling, you know, talked about that their casa helped them deal with the stress of knowing that their parents had this combative relationship and really helped them, you know, determine like how to work through that. And sure. I love when we get this direct feedback. Yeah. And it's a great example of how a supportive relationship can you know, that alone can make stress more manageable. Absolutely. So as I'm thinking about this, um, should that be our call to action for the week? You know, maybe it's just identify a supportive relationship in your life because when you need them, if you've already identified them, then you'll, you know, more likely be successful when you reach out to them when yeah, you need to. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I would do the same for the children in mm -hmm. your life. You identify the supportive relationships that you have, but help your kids identify emotionally safe people, peers and adults. Yep who they can go to when they're feeling stressed or when the going gets tough. Right. And as we started, we all know the going will get tough, but how we manage the stress makes all the difference. Without a doubt. Thank you for listening to Vigilant Voices, Henrico Casa's new podcast. We have a vision for all children to live in safe, healthy homes. You can help us make that happen. Tell a friend about our podcast and find us on social media. I believe in the better days.